Hey guys, and welcome back to another series of the boring shit you need to know in business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'm excited because this series, there's going to be more topics, more conversation, and some amazing business owners to share this time with. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of the boring shit you need to know in business podcast with me, Amy Bajada. I'm talking about one of my favorite topics today. And I realize I probably say that every single week, but, you know, I kind of like these topics, so maybe they are all my favorites. But in, in today's episode, I'm talking about sweep accounts. I've been using this term for so long now that I'm not actually sure whether I coined the phrase myself or if I've heard it from somewhere else. So I want to start off by apologizing if I haven't appropriately cited the right source. But from where I sit, I think it came from me. I I really don't know. So either way, I know I've used this term a few times now on this podcast and use it in almost every session with my clients where I talk about various strategies like cash flow forecasting or even increasing growth in business. You see, the term itself refers to the sweeping of money from the everyday business transactional bank account where money lands in and money heads out into another account that you hold specifically for the identified amount that you're reallocating or sweeping across. So let me explain. As business owners, We are constantly responsible for the organizational monetary obligations. That's a given. But more often than not, we find ourselves short on cash when our deadlines for these obligations come around or just short on cash and living from day to day. I'm sure we can all relate to these circumstances at one stage or another. Now, whilst there can be a number of reasons why we find our cash short in situations like this, one strategy to eliminate the pressure felt in these situations can be to remove the obligation amount of cash from the transactional or everyday bank account and put it into a sweep or holding account for it to be there when you need it to be so that you don't fall short. Whilst this may not seem feasible for all the expenses in your business, but actually believe me when I say I have seen this done for even the smallest of expenses in businesses. I've worked with clients or one client in particular that stands out. He had 13 different bank accounts or holding accounts or sweep accounts. While some may seem to think that's excessive, it really, really did work for him. And I applaud that whatever works. So whilst it may not seem feasible, examining those costs that constantly challenge you or your bank account might be a really good place to start to determine how many of these sweep or holding accounts you may actually find useful. Some common obligations or costs that I have seen this strategy work successfully, and I'm not saying these are the only ones, but these are the ones that are common, include GST or goods and services tax, PAYG or pay-as-you-go, 
superannuation, rent, insurances, stock purchases, and even various loan obligations. The reality in this strategy working lies in the timing of it all. The majority of these expenses we've mentioned aren't revenue generating activities. So there is no clear money in money situation to identify with. So having a solid strategy in place to identify when the timing is right to sweep the cash out of your transactional account or everyday account is actually going to be important to note or to have as a trigger. Now, before I delve into that, I did want to explore the glaringly obvious obligation that is actually one of the easiest to determine the timing on, in my opinion, and that is GST or goods and services tax. One of the biggest bugbears of many business owners when it comes to remitting GST or remitting this tax is the volume of it, the volume of the obligation, the volume of the amount of money that has to come out. And this is remitted mostly quarterly for small business owners. And in some instances, the consensus is that quarterly seems to come around way too quickly for this type of obligation. If we review GST and how it is remitted, it's simply the difference between what you've collected in the GST portion of each sale you've made and what you've paid in the GST portion to suppliers of your business. Whilst there isn't an exact science around the calculation ahead of time, there is a foolproof way of being able to sweep your GST obligation over to a holding account to eliminate any of these difficulties in being able to satisfy the payment of the obligation when it falls due, regardless of whether it's quarterly, monthly, annually. Let me walk you through my thinking on this one. We know that if we're registered for GST, it is our obligation to charge 10% on every sale for GST, which is a consumer tax that is payable to the Australian Tax Office or the ATO. So with all certainty, we know that for every sale, 10% of that amount is GST. And therefore, at its core, it's owed to the ATO. And as it's not our money, we're collecting on behalf of the ATO. So it's here that we can use this simple approach to capture the 10% of every sale and sweep it over to an assigned bank account for GST. With every good explanation comes an example. We made a sale this week of $1,100, inclusive of 10% GST. Therefore, as a business, we recognize that $1,000 is revenue earned by the business, but that the other $100 is the GST. And this is not our money. This is owed to the ATO. In this instance, you would simply sweep over the $100 as soon as the cash is received for the sale. That leaves you with $1,000 in your transactional or everyday bank account, as it should be. So you can confidently use the balance in your transactional bank account without fear of not being able to meet your obligation when it's time to pay the GST. Now I know what you're thinking. 
If you have expenses during the same time that you collected the $100 in GST, the remittance to the ATO will actually be less than the $100 that you've allocated to your GST holding account. Now, whilst this is true, in most instances, it's likely to be a marginal difference. And the savings actually isn't a waste. It can be viewed as a reserve. For example, if you spent $440, including GST, in that same period that you earned the $1,100, you would actually remit only $60 to the ATO. The $100 you collected in GST, minus the $40 that you spent in GST, you would remit $60 to the ATO. That's just the way GST works. But this leaves you with a reserve of $40 in this little holding or sweep account called GST. So the $40 is really just marginal. So the only real question in this whole scenario, in this whole strategy, is the frequency at which you make the physical movement of cash to the reserve holding sweep account, whatever you want to call it. My recommendation here is really in the volume of transactions and the ease of which you insert this task into your regular tasks. In my personal opinion, I would recommend those with low volume transactions to consider incorporating this task either at the receipt of each individual payment or weekly, which is what is standard as a recommendation for bank reconciliations in your business. In doing your bank reconciliations, it's probably a really great trigger for getting this particular sweep or task achieved in your business and making it a habit. Those with larger, more frequent volumes of transactions, you may consider more of a lump sum estimate based on the total amount of receipts at the end of a period of time into your bank account or your transaction account, which incidentally may also be weekly or at the time of your bank reconciliation tasks. Whatever the habit you decide to introduce into your business, the point is that it needs to become a habit. Further to this, it's imperative that you continue to remind yourself and take the necessary steps to ensure that no cash is removed unless the purpose of paying the obligation is in question. That is, that these holding accounts or these accounts that you have allocated as sweep accounts for these specific obligations in your business, that you don't use them. You don't use them unless you are paying for the obligation itself. It's going to be tempting to use these accounts with, I know, a stern promise to put it back. But believe me when I say it actually never happens in most instances. It really doesn't. Now, with this strategy in mind, the premise is ideally the same for the other obligations in the business, which may not be as easily you know, identifiable in terms of timing. But let's break it down. In the case of payroll or employee obligations, the trigger here to get into the habit of sweeping the cash out of the transactional day-to-day account into a holding account would definitely be at the time the payroll is run. So once 
payroll is done, you can run various payroll reports that allow you to identify the exact PAYG amount, which is one of the employee obligations to pay on their behalf, and that's owed to the ATO. You can identify the superannuation that is owed at that point in time, and you can sweep those amounts across. Even so far as to the physical payroll itself, but generally when you're running a payroll, the payment of the payroll isn't too far after. So satisfying that particular obligation from your day-to-day transactional account probably shouldn't be an issue. I hope it's not. In addition, like I said, these reports will tell you how much the superannuation obligation has been generated, needs to be put aside for when the payment is due. Now remember, unlike GST, the cash isn't receipted into the business in any shape or form for allocation. And this is the tricky part for most business owners. Knowing your cash flow intimately and understanding the margin in each of your sale prices and how you can facilitate these additional obligations without feeling as though you need to dig deep is very, very important. And when I say dig deep, it's to go well into your allocation of funds on a day-to-day transactional basis. This is why getting your pricing strategy right to incorporate these costs, as well as margins, as well as the direct costs of the particular pricing item, whether it be a product or a service, will be the most effective strategy when it comes to allocating the cash that's needed without having all these sleepless nights that come with it. Because you need to fund those costs in some way. That does not disappear. That obligation does not change. And the only way you're going to fund those obligations is to ensure that the way you're pricing your products captures that enough to be able to, what I call, contribute to all of those fixed costs in your business. And believe you me, when you get that costing strategy correct, those sleepless nights worrying about money will be gone. For other costs like rent, perhaps you can set aside a portion per week so that monthly you'll have the amount of the obligations that fall due. So if you, if the month looks like it's running for four weeks, which is generally the way a month runs, you can literally divide your monthly cost of rent by four and just sweep across or allocate that portion every week. This strategy is all about eliminating the overwhelm on your cash flow balance when the final obligation falls due. It's, it's kind of like smoothing out the cash that's leaving your business on a regular basis. It's just smoothing it out. And in smoothing it out, it gives you that knowledge of what you are allocating or need to allocate every week or every month to be able to ensure that your obligations are met. So it's a nice little strategy, if you get it right, to combine with your bigger overarching cash flow strategy. Now, sweeping accounts is just one way 
to help facilitate the payment of obligations in your business. One that certainly doesn't include an interest component like getting a personal loan. It doesn't include any additional obligations that you may tie yourself into for a period or lock yourself into for a period of time. It does not risk your credit score or risk the business itself. It's just a way to help you facilitate these obligations. But it is a joint effort. You cannot have one without the other. It will require this review of your pricing strategy. It will require you to understand how you recover your debt in your business in line with your cash flow strategy. And first and foremost, it is going to require you as a business owner to have intimate knowledge of how your numbers are working in your business as to whether or not you can facilitate not only the sweep of this cash from your transactional account into these holding accounts, but whether or not your business is self-sustaining enough through your pricing strategy to be able to fund all of these obligations, to be able to cover, to be able to contribute, whatever you want to call it, to each of these obligations. If you consistently find that your business continues to run short on cash to pay for your obligations, whether it be GST, payroll, rent, superannuation, it could be internet, it could be mobile phone, it could be anything. If you find that your business continues to struggle in this area, there are actually probably bigger issues than just the cash you've put aside for your obligations. And like I said before, these often are a result of a poor pricing strategy or a poor cash flow strategy or a poor debt recovery strategy. So be sure to investigate them thoroughly in your business once you can see this, once you have the knowledge of these trends in your cash movement for your business. Once you can see all of that, once you can understand, you will be able to address them immediately and stop what I call the cash bleed in your business, because that's what's going to happen. You're consistently going to have this bleed of cash that you're not going to be able to control because you haven't stopped it at the source. And the source is one of those three. So be sure to check in on them, investigate them thoroughly and address them. So go forth and sweep, my friends, sweep your cash because it's the little habits that create such big changes in our business. And if you've liked this episode or any other episode and would like to ensure that you receive alerts when new episodes just like this one land, be sure to hit the subscribe button and you will get the alerts that you need to any episodes that come about. But that's it for me today on sweeping. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it makes sense. But whatever you're doing today, I hope you make that count. And that's it, guys, for another episode of the boring shit you need to know about business. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next time.